episode that I would actually be on time to record for, uh, it would be the clip show where there's no new developments and nothing really happens. But, you know, here I am just being myself. Was it because you were finishing up the episode? Yes, it was. <laughs> Not to get too far ahead of ourselves, but I got to say I loved it took me shorter to watch this episode than it does a normal 20-minute episode because I didn't <laughs> stop it at all, all the way through. Really? See, I... I really liked it, yeah. I, I stopped it as much as I did because I still took notes and everything. Interesting. Well, I can't wait to mm-hmm. see what you're saying because I was well, like, I, I just, what am I supposed to do here? I, I, I was wondering, I'm like, should I take notes? Most, if not all, of my notes are just what clips were playing so that I could just keep track of where we were at. That like there's there's really yeah. no there's really no notes on like, okay, here's my analysis on this scene or anything like that. It's just okay, what what the fuck are we talking about here? <laughs> or or like who yeah, almost, or like who is in this scene or or wait, what episode was this from? Yeah. Yeah, it was like the middle of the episode where I was like, oh this is it's all this is. I was like, I guess I should keeping start keeping better track of just some of the clips that are that fall within yeah. all of the chapters. So <laughs> I was like, I didn't start doing that till later. Well, I mean, uh you you were telling me, you texted me earlier this week that this is bound to be a, a short episode. Which is probably good, because the one that came out last week, uh, we didn't get into our pre-show preamble until about 30 minutes in, because we were busy uh, talking about Jerry on Mark Maron's show. <laughs> yeah. Oops. And then we just started like talking about our favorite Mark Maron stereotypes, you know, like the... The monologue that explains why there's a grudge between him and the guest today or him making fun of younger guests because they don't do comedy the way he does. Uh, things like that. <laughs> there's there's not too many of our episodes where we have monologues as long, if not longer than Mark Marin. But oh boy, last week sure was longer. Yeah, definitely. But some good analysis if you want to, you know, if you're interested in Jerry, if you after you listen to Jerry's WTF and you want to hear our take on it, or if you'd want to skip Jerry's WTF and hear our take. On it. <laughs> yeah, if uh, if Mark Maron, oh, we did a good job of that. Too. If Mark Maron just doesn't do it for you, just listen to our show. You can hear uh, a, a podcast review of a podcast, which is great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So it, it sounds like we're raring to go. You want to just get started? You might as well. Yeah. <laughs> All right, welcome to No Hugging, No Learning. It's a show about one thing, watching Seinfeld for the first time. I'm Tim Murphy. And I am Ted Hollowell. And today for episode 97, we are talking about (laughs) season 6, episode 14, Highlights of 100. Um, (laughs) Yeah, I don't know where we we went wrong there, but uh, but we did. I I think it's just because we had a few... Uh, double episodes that they count as like two episodes that we uh, released as one, you know, because like uh, it, it'll yeah, if- it, it'll count as two episodes in syndication because it'll skip. Because uh, I, I know we've mentioned before, we're watching these episodes on Hulu, at least until it, it moves to Netflix in the future. But uh, the episode count will sometimes go like, oh, episode 14, episode 15, episode 17, where episode 15 is a double length. But it'll count mm-hmm. as two episodes in the run of the show, but we'll count it as one. Yeah, we've if a show, if the... If Hulu has split it up into part one and part two, we cover it as part one and part two. I don't know. I, I'm pretty sure we've done that, but that, I think that's, all of that's, their that, that's what part we've one done. and part twos are together. That's what we've done. Uh, but uh, they, there's been a few part one, part twos separated, or at least like unofficial part one, part twos, like the wallet and the watch 
or yeah. um what was the what was the one where Kramer goes to LA? That was split up into two. The trip, maybe? Yeah, the trip part one and the trip part two. But like the Keith Hernandez one, that was one single episode, but it's counted as two episodes. Right. So right, yeah. so, so in, we went with Hulu's episode. Exactly. Counted, so I so guess, instant, of, yeah. instances like that are where are where we get uh, a little muddy. But uh, I mean since since this is a uh, Technically, the 100 episode celebration. I, I feel like we can easily count this as our two year anniversary show because I mean we're we're a couple of weeks shy of that. Uh, I think our first episode dropped on July 5th of 2018. Um, I, I know I saw we tweeted out earlier this week. Uh, as we're recording this, so uh, about a week and a half ago at this point, as uh, as the show's coming out, uh, we joined Twitter two years ago. So I, I think, yeah, I, I think we're not too far off of counting this as our two year anniversary show. What do you think? Yeah, that sounds good. Okay, cool. Because that's I, perfect. Because I, I would hate yeah. to just like revisit this whole uh, topic in like two weeks from now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, but yeah. I guess our episode one hundred is just going to be. A non-event. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, we, we we can make it a big <laughs> event if you want. I'll uh, I'll mail you a cookie cake or something. J- just uh, expect yeah, it two, well, expect it two years from now because that's how long it took me to mail stickers out. We did have a huge live event plan, and we had sold out uh, <laughs> the 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 PPG Paints Arena where the Penguins play, but uh, you know it had to be canceled because of because uh, of coronavirus. Man. So. Oh, dang. You yeah. know, I, I don't know. I know. I don't even know if we would fill the stage at Stage AE, the little club venue that, that holds like no, we 50 wouldn't. people. <laughs> I mean, maybe like literally if everybody who listened, like like we bought them plane tickets or something, <laughs> possibly. But, but for no reason. Yeah. I don't think we'd fill a small bar. In, I don't think we'd fill, let me think of, I don't know, the tap room in Erie. There's not a lot of, there's not a ton of room to move around in there. Uh, I've oh, never been. Great restaurant, great place, but <laughs> but we wouldn't fill it. Um, okay, so uh, do we do we have any news or anything going on in, in the in the world of well, we do have some, anything related to Seinfeld? Well, we do have some stuff from the last episode to talk about, okay. which was, of course, the scoff law. Um, I did a little bit more digging on the hair team for men, which is what Seinfeld calls the club that uh, Jerry calls the club that he bought uh, Gary a membership in uh-huh. uh, because he was so worried about losing his hair for chemo for the cancer they'd never actually had. And this was apparently, according to some source, uh, originally scripted as the hair club for men. But I guess they just changed it to the hair team. So there's no product placement. There's no yeah, yeah, you know, trademark it. or copyright issue or anything like that. So And everybody got understood what it was. So I did some digging on the hair club for men, which is now called hair club. It used to be called <laughs> hair club for men. And then they called it hair club for men and women. And now it's just called hair club. I mean, it makes sense, you know, because I mean, uh, it it just it, it flows a lot better. I think. Yeah, yeah. Why be exclusionary? Absolutely, because I mean, then you yeah. then you get into the issue of I mean, over the last couple of years, uh, I mean, it, it's not like these people have just started existing, but uh, the uh, the movement to be uh, for brands to be more LGBTQ friendly, uh, th- then you would probably get a push like around. I don't know, a, a couple of years ago, if it was still hair club for men and women, because then you would get, oh, well, what about people who don't identify with any gender, which there's uh, many, many mm-hmm. people out there. Well, what if they're going bald, you know? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And they provide, and, and but you you and I were both were kind of like, well, I thought the hair club was more like plugs and, mm-hmm. and surgery and stuff like that. Uh, and that was always my, you know, the way I felt as well. Um, but hair club provides various hair restoration options, including surgical hair replacement, 
non-surgical hair replacement, hmm. hair loss therapy, and prevention for at-home use. So they do offer toupees. Interesting. Okay. They, of course, do not call them toupees. They call them <laughs> X-strands. What? <laughs> what the hell is The letter X. X. <laughs> what the hell is an X-strand? The letter X-T-R-A-N-D-S. Okay. X-trans. Oh, God. Uh, or you can do X-trans plus, I guess, is like the premier <laughs> toupee as well. That's the one that's um, not going to look like shit, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. You're going to pay, uh, you know, $1,000 more or something. But it says our stylist will blend new hair with your existing hair using a medical grade adhesive. Oh, my Lord. So it's a toupee. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I just want to mention, I, I wouldn't have really brought this up unless there was an interesting date. I don't even remember this happening. But Hair Club was founded in 76 by Seymour Sperling, who went by Cy Sp- Sperling in the commercials. And he would famously say, as I remembered, I'm not only the Hair Club president, but I'm also a client. Uh-huh. And that was kind of a famous, like, you know, 80s catchphrase for commercials. Stuff. Well, he passed away in February of 2020. Oh, whoa. Jeez. Yeah, he just died. Ah, uh, R.I.P. I know, I know. Talk about uh, other so, Seinfeld deaths, geez. Yeah, in a roundabout way, it totally is. Like, I feel like this happens with us so often. We're like reading about something, we're like, oh, and they just died. You know, yeah, it's, it's like, just so weird. They just died four days ago. <laughs> Maybe it's our podcast that put us on the darkest timeline. <gasps> oh, shit, no. <laughs> <laughs> our podcast, No Hugging, No Learning, is solely responsible for the deaths of <laughs> Every person related to Seinfeld. Yeah, yeah. That that sounds like a really bad out of context admission. <laughs> yeah, we're admitting it. <laughs> um, some other stuff from the episode, trivia wise and things like that. When George walks into Monks and asks a beautiful woman, "How's your life? All right?" It's something Jerry Seinfeld once heard Keith Richards say, and he liked it, so he put it in a rewrite of the script. So he just—it's something he heard Keith Richards say, which is kind of weird. Like I feel like he didn't even ever have to admit that because Keith Richards probably doesn't remember saying it. Jerry Seinfeld could have taken complete credit for that line. <laughs> you <know>? Yeah. <laughs> How's your life? All right. Oh, that's so amazing. Uh, Kramer's line, I want to be a pirate, was a callback, of course, of the Puppy Shirt episode and was added to the scene between takes. I can't believe they wrote a storyline where Kramer wears something pirates are famous for wearing and they didn't think of the line until Seriously? during filming. What in the world? Yeah, that's what, <laughs> that's what it says. Jesus. Okay. That, 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 that seems like a huge I oversight. I know. Uh, Kramer gets into a misunderstanding with the police officer, of course, who later turns up uh, wearing an eye patch that is never explained. He's wearing it. Isn't he wearing it when he meets him the first time or is he not wearing it? Mm, he is wearing it. I don't I don't know. When he meets the police officer, you said? Yeah, the first time. No, no, he's not wearing it, I don't think. Oh, he do- he doesn't wear it till. Oh. Wait. Well, then is, this makes is, a lot more sense. Is the sense. officer wearing it or is Kramer wearing it? The officer. Yeah, yeah. He's wearing it the first time he meets Kramer. That's what I thought. Yeah. I don't know why this little bit of trivia. Um, so this this says that he wasn't. But the, there's a mm. scene with an explanation of where he got the eye patch later saying he has a sty, but it was cut for time. Mm. Okay. No, I mean, he. I yeah. I think he's wearing it in the in the very first scene. I'm not sure. Yeah, I was I was pretty sure he was. But now <laughs> this is making me doubt it now that I'm actually reading this. <laughs> So Richard Fancy, who plays Mr. Lipman in this episode, is actually the second actor to portray Mr. Lipman. Harris Shore initially played him in the season three episode, The Library, 
So I never even noticed that once again they have switched actors on us. Hmm. Yeah, and Mr. Lip so Richard Fancy is the second actor to play Mr. Lipman, and Mr. Lipman is the second character that Richard Fancy has played in season three, episode twelve, The Red Dot. <laughs> he played a totally different boss oh at my Elaine's God. work, Mr. Breckman. That's right. And we get that callback in this episode here. I was wondering, I'm like, when did George work for Mr. Lipman? Well, I knew he worked at I knew he worked with Elaine, yeah. but I thought that was I thought that was Mr. Lipman, I but did, it's not. I did too. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> because we had met the other Mr. Lipman, Harris Shore, uh, seven episodes before the Red Dot. Jesus, in the library. <laughs> and yeah, when I googled it, I was like, oh yeah, I do kind of remember this guy. And so this guy, Mr. Bre- I, I think there's like a um a uh, what's that what's that movie with Matt Damon? Um, talented. I think there's a talented Mr. Ripley thing going on here, where Mr. Breckman <laughs> murdered and assumed the identity of the actual Mr. Lipman. Oh my God! See, I, I was gonna call it a uh, the talented Mr. Lipman. I, I, I was gonna call it a Seymour Skinner Armin Tamzarian situation. <laughs> yes. Yeah. That too. <laughs> yeah. I, I, that kind of blew my mind when I was like, wait, he wasn't playing Mr. Lipman when he has that great scene with George. That yeah, we see in this one. So weird. Uh, speaking of the library, though, I do have one little bit of news. I know you haven't asked for it yet. Do you want to ask for it? Uh, That's all the trivia I have. <laughs> uh, yeah, do we have any like newsworthy bits or anything? We do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so let me take you back to the library, season three, episode five. Jerry says to Kramer at the beginning of the episode, this you're not going to believe. The New York Public Library says that I took out Tropic of Cancer in 1971 and never returned it. And Kramer says, you know how much that comes to? That's a nickel a day for 20 years. It's going to be $50,000. <laughs> and Jerry says, it doesn't work like that. And Kramer says, if it's a dime a day, it could be $100,000. <laughs> well, maybe you saw this news last week or a couple weeks ago at this point. A woman named Emily Canelo Sims from mm-hmm. Kewanee, Illinois, has the new Guinness World Record for the largest overdue library book fine. She returned a poetry book called Days and Deeds that her mom checked out in April of 1955. So <laughs> a long time before Jerry checked out Tropic of cancer in 71 the fine had accumulated at a rate of two cents a day when she finally paid it off 47 years later the total fine she paid was 345 dollars and 14 cents <laughs> i i remember which re- sounds low it's very low i remember reading this story and i did the math and it's was did it say somewhere in the story that the fine was two cents a day yeah that's what i found okay the be- fine had accumulated at a rate of two cents a day okay because the the total fine ended up being somewhere between uh 0.1 and 0.2 cents per day not a cent and two cents 0.1 and 0.2 cents okay so so uh, b- between yeah, a tenth uh, and uh two tenths of one cent each day so at some point the clock stopped running i guess e- either that or she just made a deal with the library yeah yeah that could be because uh, they, they don't say like oh well it actually ended up being this but because that's just absolutely an astonishing amount of money we decided to go with i don't know a fifth of it well actually well i'm coming up so 47 times 365 that's 17,155 days Uh uh-huh two cents so multiply that by 0.02 right Uh uh-huh two cents for every day that's 343 dollars and 10 cents okay maybe i did math wrong then jesus (laughs) well yeah i mean if you were saying 0.02 that's two cents Uh uh-huh well okay maybe yeah, may- maybe because uh, this was a couple of weeks ago. Maybe I just forgot my equation. Huh. All right. Yeah. So because you wouldn't multiply it by two, you'd multiply it by 0.02 because that's right. that's it's right. only two cents a day. And so that's I, I think that math is I mean, that, that I, so I got a number that was very close to 345. So that's so weird that like if you if you say like if someone was like if you saved 
two cents a day for 50 years, how much money do you think you'll have? I'd say like, oh, I don't know, $2 million. Like, no, only $300. No, like, no, 300, wow. 300 I, bucks, fucking idiot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's insane. Oh, my God. Money has no meaning. No, no. Money is pointless, and it's a made-up value <laughs> that we live our lives by to try and make That's more true. of. That's true. This is true. Yeah, and I will never, I will never understand it. I hate equations like that, though. You know where uh, another, you know, if you save a dollar today and then you double it every day, how much money? You know, just crap like that. I just yeah, like yeah, if I'll if you if you double if you save one dollar on the first of the month and you double it every day uh, by the end of the month, how much money will you have? And it's something like I don't know, four million dollars or something. But, yeah, but but yeah. then but then you think I'm like okay by like the 14th of the month I have to save thirty two thousand dollars today? <laughs> no, absolutely not. Yeah, I, 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 I'm gonna it. tap out at like like January eighth or something. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But if someone was like, what what do you think would make more money? Putting two cents in a bank account every day for fifty years, every day for fifty years, or do you think that? Um, <laughs> Or, or do you think that saving a dollar every day and doubling it or whatever would be more money to be like, oh, the 50 years, definitely. Like, here's your 300 bucks, idiot. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. I like that. I like that the person with the $300 called us an idiot both times. Like, when yes. you said it, I cracked up. Like, and then I was like, well, he's got to do it again. <laughs> he gets us every time. Uh, I think this is a trick, but give me the 300 bucks. Here you go, moron. <laughs> I'll take my eight million dollars. <laughs> okay, that's all the news I have. Okay, uh, if you have never listened to us before, we are not a research-heavy show. I'm watching these episodes for the first time ever. Tim is watching these episodes for the first time ever in chronological order. After being a lifelong fan for years, if we miss something, if we egregiously skip over something, please send us an email or send us a tweet. No hugging, no learning show at gmail.com or at no hugging on Twitter. Both of those links are in the episode description or on the show description page on Apple Podcasts. If you like what you hear, please give us a five-star rating and a written review on Apple Podcasts or just wherever you listen to your podcasts at. Uh, if it is anywhere other than Apple Podcasts, though, uh, we just ask that you send us a screenshot because uh, we, we can't see it otherwise. Uh, if you do leave a review, a rating and a review anywhere, we will send you a no-hugging, no-learning holographic sticker free of charge. We just also need you to send us your address uh, somewhere that you can send it. Uh, I know I've got to send a few more out uh, this coming week, and actually one that I uh, received in a bounce back, one that was undeliverable. So I gotta, I gotta reach out to Nick Kudla if he is still listening to the show, uh, because I was not able to send him one. Um, that all being said, season six, episode fourteen, highlights of a hundred. Original air date, February 2nd, 1995. I was two years, one month, and 13 days old. And if you count this episode and every other episode we have left, Tim, we have 76 episodes until we become a sitcom clip show review podcast. <laughs> only the clip shows, oh, awesome. only the clips. I would love that because it would be great to watch clip shows of tv shows i have no context for you know <laughs> we, we just go like, we you, just you go in dry yeah. we just go in dry and only watch the clip shows <laughs> yeah these these jokes that are like appreciated and when characters that are worshipped by a fandom and i'm like <laughs> uh i don't get it is that 
Is that supposed to be? It's all out of context for us. Like, is this supposed to be funny? I don't. <laughs> we we just watch the clip shows and we hear like the main character like, "Hey, that's my soup," and the the crowd just like <laughs> roars with laughter, and we're just like, "What? What? What's going on here?" <laughs> Yeah, yeah. There's like five minutes of that's my soup. Like, oh god, I, I barely made it through the that's my soup montage. <laughs> I, I love, we come up with more. Uh, you come up with more good ideas for our next podcast <laughs> during this little jokey part than whatever we do next is going to be. Yeah, the, the, mark that the, one down as a good one. Whatever uh, th- that's going to have to be like a, a Patreon extra or something. Once we once we do yeah. launch our Patreon, but like. Uh, there's no way that the show that we do end up doing is going to live up to the hype of some of these jokes. <laughs> uh, so we open up not with a stand-up bit, which oh, we wait, usually wait, wait, open wait, up wait, with. Wait, we wait. open up with a what? I didn't do the episode description. Oh, okay. Oh, my bad. My bad. So if you're, it's super important this week. So if you're looking in TV Guide <laughs> the night of February 2nd, 1995, you're going to see... A special one-hour Seinfeld looks back at the first 100 shows. Oh, I hate it. I think we can change it later, but let's see. Uh, <laughs> that's not what happens at all. It gives everything away. Oh, this, ah. It sucks. <laughs> okay, so we open not with a stand-up bit, as I mentioned, but a different, very sitcom style intro was, with, was it, um, the character, with the character names over clips was it and the si- actor names over clips. Was it sitcom style? I thought it was like a behind-the-music-esque intro yeah it's like it reminded me of the intro to jerry the show the pilot they eventually <laughs> shot where like jerry's on stage and it cuts to everybody in the crowd kind of laughing like the the character names i feel like are sort of like sailing across and you see little clips within the thing and <laughs> and if if seinfeld didn't open with a because the music is there if seinfeld didn't open with a stand-up bit as usual this is what it would open with oh man i what, felt like what a world know? that would be that'd be so weird yeah, if it had an actual theme song. I mean, it does, but it you know it doesn't use it like other shows use a theme song. And if it like, had like you know like Jerry Seinfeld, yeah, Jason it, Alexander. If it had like an actual unchanging from week to week uh, opening sequence. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I remember. Maybe I'll try to throw it on the end of this episode or send it to you or something. I, I found like a sound, some comedy bit somebody did. If like they gave Seinfeld a theme song anyway, I might listen to it. If it's <laughs> if it's funny enough, maybe I'll throw it into this episode. You're gonna throw it in, right? Here. did or didn't <laughs> or or didn't if not this whole part has been cut out uh and so we open up in jerry's apartment and superman is on the fridge right there jerry enters and immediately addresses the audience something i hated the last time he did it <laughs> at the end of a real episode but i guess um it, do you, so he's is he jerry seinfeld the person or jerry seinfeld the character in this scene do you think um i i think he i think he's jerry seinfeld the person here because he's saying like we're mm-hmm. real people real tv people well yeah that's even more confusing because <laughs> is he saying we're the characters are real or is he saying he, he's not saying jason michael and julia he's saying me george elaine and kramer so he's jerry seinfeld the character now i i guess so he, he keeps going back and forth <laughs> yeah yeah 
It's weird. And there's no audience either. I mean, when I say addresses the audience, like he's addressing <laughs> us in TV land. <laughs> he's, a, there, it's, it's he's, a, he's addressing camera Stone a. silent. Yeah. 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 And this is the only bit of new <laughs> footage that we have <laughs> in the whole episode. Um, and he just go ahead. They go ahead and start the clip package I, I, framed by the conversation George and Jerry have in Monks. Yeah, about the show about nothing. I did really like how they start the clip package by by Jerry like turning on the TV to watch it. Oh, I didn't even notice that. Oh yeah, how he, did I not notice yeah, that? Yeah, he sits down on the couch, grabs the remote, hits hits the on All button, right. and, and then the clip package starts. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. I, I, with, that was with pretty that, good. With him doing that, I really wish it would have cut back to him on his couch a couple of times, but it it didn't. Yeah, I would have. I wouldn't have minded if he instead of you know what we're going to see in a second this like Frasier style segment intro. We get you know I would have loved if he was like, hey, you know we've had uh, our fair share of relationship problems, and then mm-hmm. run the relationship package, you know. Um, I guess just because I wanted a lot more new new footage and we didn't we didn't really have any. Yeah. So, so the first clip package is, you know, the, the, it starts with that conversation in Monks and then we get sort of a little montage of the big four. We get the parents. We get Newman. Mm-hmm. We get a little bit of the puffy shirt. Yep. And then so like I mentioned, uh, you know, a big black screen with just one word appears. And this one is relationships. And I mean, I don't know how to, I don't know how to keep talking about this because we're just going to be like rattling off. Yeah. I don't, I don't know how to cover this. I I mean, like even before we get to the relationships, I just wrote down like, like what clip it was, but it's just like, uh, Saul's on the table in Mungs, red dot on a later on a lane sweater, Kramer in the parking garage, Kramer, uh, is out of the contest, but I I don't, I I don't want to just list off things that we see. No. So, uh, okay. I'm, I'm fine. I'm fine just like skipping forward to relationships, I guess. What we get the the supercut of the couples. Um we get uh, uh uh Jerry trying to set George up with uh is it Elaine's roommate and then Elaine doing the same played by played by Janice from Friends. Um I I, I forget right, I forget right, her right. name in the Seinfeld universe. Uh but uh, G- George uh George dropping the line thick lustrous thick lustrous hair is very important to me, which still is incredible. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, Elaine and Jerry's rules. They go over all their breakups. There's Terry Hatcher. They're real and they're spectacular. Mm -hmm. Still Um, still, uh, the most uh, babely woman on the entire show, I think. Yeah, she might hold the crown. She might hold the crown. The next topic is ambition. Uh, George making up Vandalay Industries. Mm. Kramer's coffee table book are in this little segment. What what else stuck out to you? Uh, uh, war. What is it good for? <laughs> oh yeah, I love that one with Mr. Lipman. I think he's Mr. Lipman there, not yeah. Mr. Breckman. Yeah, you, yeah, you're right. This this is this is Mr. <laughs> Lipman. Um, we get uh we get uh George going back and forth like uh, pretending to be an architect. Um, a, a recent clip actually of him telling the story of being an architect during the race. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was it was weird. One of the things was I I thought about this was interesting was you know like we saw Jerry's old apartment. You know, there were yeah. scenes there were scenes from like season 2 or whatever that you know weren't the same. Like when he, I forget w- which package it was in, but he's talking about Elaine like let's I just don't want to stay here. Let's go do something. All right, you want to go out to eat? Like yeah, sure, but I'm not hungry. Like we mm-hmm. go to a coffee place and just sit there. What are we going to do? Talk? I don't want to talk, you know. <laughs> uh, that was in Jerry's old apartment. It just looked weird yeah yeah we um okay so we we cut to the the off the subject topic uh and it's just it, it's just all 
I don't know, non sequitur stuff. I, I mean, it's uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's those random conversations that sometimes we come into a scene on, and I that I really like, you know, because they they just they are non sequitur and they have nothing to do with the rest of the story. But like, for instance, in the the last episode is a great example. Jerry's like uh, talking about what the congressional whip does, and Kramer <laughs> makes up a story about how if they didn't vote the way we were going to tell them, we'd whip them or something like that. <laughs> yeah, that I, I mean, th- this is all this is all headlined by. Uh, Kramer and Newman talking about Keith Hernandez and reenacting uh, the the JFK assassination by getting spit on by Keith and Jerry debunking it, saying uh, that is one magic loogie. Yeah, and I forgot just how apeshit the audience goes for that bit. <laughs> it was and crazy it's because which which we talked about at the time, like JFK had just come out, so yes. like you know JFK conspiracy theories and obviously the parody of the the scene in the movie. <laughs> What were like the height of humor at the time, and so the audience is is re- you know reacting in that way that they're like, this is shut down comedy. They've done it. Like, okay, you guys, it's, uh, hit, it's a parody of a movie that we're gonna forget about in twenty years. Hits button, wheeze. <laughs> yeah, wheeze. <laughs> yeah, the audience was was the embodiment of the wheeze meme at yep. this point. Yeah, and it. So I I like that scene, and I also like seeing the double dip. Uh, segment again because of the crazy outrageous performance that the oh guy playing God. cousin whatever his <laughs> C- name is C- cousin gives. timmy was it timmy i think it was timmy okay it was either timmy or mikey and and mikey didn't sound right <laughs> okay uh, yeah, so he just goes he just gives a very intense performance yeah uh, okay, we, we cut forward to uh, Jerry and George, uh, again, just framing the clip show package, uh, talking about characters, and we get just real quick super cuts of uh, the old man, Babu Bot, the guy in the fruit store, Poppy, Joe DiVola, uh, Kenny Banya, Mickey, uh, the detective, Elaine's dad, and Mr. Pitt as Hitler. <laughs> Pitler, yes. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> I loved. Here's one. I, I'll point out one. I love seeing this. I love seeing Lawrence Tierney again because there's so many. We've talked about Lawrence Tierney's appearance on the show for some reason. It's come up came up recently, even though he's only had this one appearance. I, but you know, him stealing the knife and threatening people with it. Yeah, I, I think it was somebody bringing it up in uh, in Newman's mail sack. So, something about yeah. that makes may, sounds familiar. That's right. Yeah, yeah. And I, I mean, I think that bit. Like there, there's one thing I'll say for this clip show, as as boring as us listing the skits is, <laughs> I was cracking up through the whole thing. Yeah, yeah, I I was too, and I'm like, I'm like, man, I mean, they they could have they they could have uh, made this very boring, but then I, I don't know what the point of that would have been. It it's obviously gonna be a greatest hits montage. Yeah, and and they were all there, but I love Lawrence Tierney. We had a funny guy with us in Korea, blew his brains out over the Pacific. That wasn't very funny. And then it cuts to George and Jerry, and they're just staring at him. I love that scene. Oh my gosh, yeah, I I, I love that episode, and and that scene cracked me up once again. Being able to see it, that wasn't very funny. Um, okay, so, so we we cut to uh, yeah, we cut to the self images uh, section of the clip package. Did any Anything like really? Anything really stick out to you? Um, I wrote down the uh, we the not that there's anything wrong with that. Oh yeah, episode yeah. we get in here. Elaine faking it and Jerry, you know, being incredulous, <laughs> and then Jerry telling George that the opposite of everything has been true. And I really like that again when he he walks up to the woman and says, "I'm, uh, you know, I couldn't help you were looking at me." And she's like, "Oh, you ordered the same lunch." He was like. My name is George. I'm unemployed. I live with my parents. And he's like, I'm Victoria. <laughs> oh, my God. 
so, uh, all right, we get to uh, the next segment is every other Seinfeld podcast where they just list all catchphrases without regard to any context of the episode. Uh, so it's just catchphrase, 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 catchphrase. <laughs> Or, or, or yeah, we, without saying every other Seinfeld podcast, I should say everyone's reaction when I say that I have a Seinfeld podcast. Ah, uh, I see. Yeah, we get the pre- these pretzels are making me thirsty. All the different talkers. He's a low talker, a high talker, a close talker. We get Newman and Hello Newman. Mm-hmm. Uh, shrinkage. That was the interesting thing about this. Like some jokes they could distill into literally one second, mm-hmm. and some jokes they were like, "We need five minutes for this." Yeah, you know. <laughs> some of the clips are really long. Yeah, and we um, we get uh, we get uh, all the variations of the Drake, and one that only lasted one episode. I don't know why they included it here. It was "You are so good looking." <laughs> Yeah, I would not count that as a Seinfeld. Does, I mean, I know it is a Seinfeld catchphrase, but it's certainly not one that the fans have does, does, adhered to. Yeah, does anybody like go around quoting that and attribute it to Seinfeld? No. No. Out of my experience. I've never heard it. I've never heard it. Yeah. I mean, I, I loved it, but I, I, it's, I wouldn't call it a catchphrase. Yeah. I, I mean, uh, uh, now, opposed to that, we get all the variations of uh, Master of Your Domain. We get... Uh, King of the County, Lord of the Manor, Queen of the Castle, <laughs> which are which are all great. And uh, did we did we ever establish? Did Seinfeld come up with the term shrinkage? Oh, I think in this case, I would say they probably did. I don't know if we ever looked it up though. I don't know. I I feel like we I feel like we may have, and I think we came to the conclusion that they did. Oh, but I I, I could be good for us. I could be totally <laughs> off base on this one. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I want. I mean, I think they could have included stuff like regifting and menage a trois, which I know were pretty recent, but still, I mean, mm, you, you count yeah. those as things that Seinfeld popularized. Definitely, did we get more framing with the sitcom storyline pitch? You know, Bob Balaban shows up uh, in a lot of this. Um, and what, what was his then we get a little. What was, these, his, what was his character name? Russell Dalrymple. That's right. Yeah, I don't know why it just came to me. I, oh, I do. I just I see him, and I think Bob Balaban first, and then I have to think of the <laughs> character's name. Uh, and and these aren't framed by any sort of uh, you know title card anymore. We get like, like a ton of physical Kramer bits, which are great, of course. Mm-hmm. George talking about getting caught uh, at the beginning of the contest episode with the Glamour magazine. So those stories they just kind of throw in there. I guess they are framed by. Uh, I guess what George was saying to Russell in this particular instance, which I guess was that story is the most important or something like that mm-hmm. when they have to backpedal and like, oh, the show's not about nothing. No, story is the most important thing. <laughs> but then sensitivity is another title card that pops up after that. <laughs> yeah, and uh, I mean, we, we just get uh, little glimpses into episodes of uh, George mowing down everybody whenever the kitchen's on fire. <laughs> Uh, we, we get, um, we get the bubble boy episode, uh, boy. uh, uh, the nose job, uh, I like my Yankee beans, which still <laughs> made me, me just uncomfortable. as uncomfortable as it did the first time. Around. Yes. <laughs> but I love the nose job. I lo- I cracked up at that. Like yep. you're just as pretty as any of them. You just need a nose job and <laughs> everybody's reaction is just so I love Jerry throwing his arms up in the air and then George like can't catch his breath like right. choking on something. Right? Like George almost oh turns gosh. into the couch to just hide his <laughs> yeah. face from the cameras. Brilliant. Uh brilliant. Uh, the pony remark which I, you know, will contend is the first truly great Seinfeld episode which comes in season 2. Uh, th- then we get. I, this, I, uh, I, I, 
I was going to say, I remember how funny that line was when he's like, who would have thought an immigrant had a pony? And all the pictures of people coming to the country, <laughs> I never saw any of them on a pony. Yeah. <laughs> Why would you come to a ponyless country? Why would you leave a country where everybody has a pony and come to a ponyless country? <laughs> uh, th- then we just get like a, a real quick supercut of like brand references. Uh Juji, yeah, that is ju- weird. Juji Fruits, Junior Mints, Drake's Coffee Cake, Snapple, Pez, Juji Fruits again, Clark Bar, Yoohoo, Chocolate Bobka, Gore-Tex, Cashmere? No, Gore-Tex. Uh, and <laughs> that's it. Snapple. I, heard, I remember Snapple. Oh, that's right. There. Snapple was in there. Oh, I didn't. Yeah, yeah. And we have. I, we, they didn't mention um, much of the stuff that we had tried. They didn't mention Chuckles. They oh, did not man. mention. What's the drink? I can't remember it now. Uh, uh, egg cream. Is it Postum? Oh, egg cream. They didn't mention egg cream, so they didn't mention postum either. Oh, damn. I know. They missed a lot. I was like, oh, we've uh, we've tried all those. I was like, no, we haven't tried. We didn't try <laughs> Juji Fruits. We didn't. We did try Junior Mints. I don't think you did, though, right? Because you don't like them. Right. Yeah. You haven't liked anything that we've tried. You always end up driving. <laughs> I, hey, I like Drake's coffee cake. Are you kidding me? Oh, there we go. There we go. There was one thing I forgot. And the egg cream wasn't bad. Yeah. The egg cream was surprisingly good. Yeah. Yeah, I got to agree with that. It, it was much better than weirdly uh, good. It was much better than we thought it was going to be, at least. Yeah, totally. It sounded disgusting. Milk and water, like, okay, and chocolate, I guess. But <laughs> no, nah, it was fine. It was fine. Hey, like, um, hey buddy, you want some? Uh, you want some watery milk? <laughs> we did see. We did get a clip of the cabin burning too, and George asking for change from the tolls, which I thought oh, was hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> in the the sensitivity packet, I I, I always loved that. Like. Uh, you know, just uh, my dad, my father's cabin. Like, you know, it just occurred to me, he didn't give me the change back from the toll. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I mean, George, that's, the king of tact. That that's really it. We get one final bit uh, where they're just talking about like uh, like, like storytelling again. I think uh, I don't know if it was framed by another title card or anything, but it's uh, it, is anyone here a marine biologist? And then George telling yeah. telling his like whole like. Uh, old sea shanty tale of uh, getting the golf ball out of the whale, showing it off to Kramer. Um, it's we, <laughs> we we get them saying in monks again that it's a show about nothing, and then uh, Kramer's car not turning over in the parking garage. Yep, and then uh, the Chinese restaurant, them finally giving up and leaving, and the Mater D yelling Seinfeld for, mm-hmm. and then that <laughs> it's like they couldn't decide what to end with. They're like, oh, we got to end with George's beach whale story. Like, no, 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 we got to end with a car not starting in the park. No, <laughs> Seinfeld four, that'd be the perfect ending. Like, let's do all three. Uh, this it was a little infuriating because <laughs> you've got all all of yeah, these yeah. like good endings, and they're like just just fucking pick one. <laughs> yeah, exactly. They just kept throwing them at us. Like, yes, you guys know how to end an episode. <laughs> If only they knew how to end a clip show. <laughs> yeah, that is, yeah, just show all 100 <laughs> freeze frames of the whole episode. George eating at Reggie's by himself. Elaine and Jerry like toasting their <laughs> coffee cups and what, for whatever that reason. Oh yeah, sending uh, sending Simon after Banya and then them toasting their their coffee cups because they got rid of both their problems. And yeah, uh, just let's do them all. Oh man, and that's pretty much it. All right, did we have any homework? I don't think so. <laughs> All right, let's see if we can come up with a better description. So we had a special one-hour Seinfeld looks back at the first 100 shows. I mean, it's really only an hour with commercials, Mm. so I would add that in. (laughs) (laughs) I would say parentheses with commercials. Oh, God. Okay, so so next week. It's perfect. It's fine. (laughs) 
So, so next week, oh god, uh, we've got season six, episode fifteen, "The Beard." Original air date February sixteenth, nineteen ninety five. Taking a two week break here. Uh, the 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 Seinfeld is not us. Uh, if you're looking at TV Guide, <laughs> the night of February sixteenth, you're gonna see Elaine tries to change a gay man, and George and his date have similar problems. Oh, uh, this I I already love the I already love the the teaser. I already love the synopsis. <laughs> I, I know we've touched on before about like how weirdly timely uh, some of these events line up like in modern like our modern calendar. Uh, wouldn't be Pride Month if we didn't get an episode talking about a gay man. <laughs> yeah, and Elaine trying to change him. Yes, which is gonna be it's gonna be interesting to see because it's always these synopses where we're like, oh boy, this one's gonna be a problem, and then <laughs> oddly enough, they deal with it in a way that was atypical of the 90s according to the way that we remember it you know yeah. or the way that you know so the, the i'll way, be interested to yeah. see if it is as problematic as it sounds <laughs> all right i don't have anything else oh you know what well should we do like a a state of ted psyche sort of th- like <laughs> how are you feeling it seems like are, are, would you call yourself a seinfeld fan at this point uh, I, I think I would. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm still not uh, regularly watching old episodes of Seinfeld on like TBS or anything. But uh, th- then again, I just don't want to be spoiled on anything, you know? Right. Right. Yeah. But if you saw an episode on that you had already seen, you might leave it on and watch it, right? Yeah. Yeah. I've, I've done that. Like I've done it on occasion, just not all the time. Oh, well, then it's interesting that you've seen some of these episodes twice. Then, to me, yeah, uh, and it's um with uh, with us watching them uh, on Hulu most of the times without commercials or like a, a very quick commercial break. Watching it with a three to four minute commercial break three times uh. through the episode is awful. <laughs> it, it it ruins the entire I show. I think. <laughs> yeah, it is. It, I that's interesting. You say that because I wonder. Because obviously they, when they wrote it, they had to pace it like that. You know, like, well, here's a commercial break, and here's, and sometimes we see that, and we're like, it's daytime in the apartment, and now it's nighttime in the apartment. Mm-hmm. Well, of course, back in the day, there was three or four ad breaks, and so that's where that would be, and so that's why they paced it that way. And and sometimes the character says, you know, they reset the scene. It's like, what do you mean you're not going to go to the party? It's like, well, they just said that a second ago. <laughs> Why did you say it again? Well, it's because that's how they had to write it. And so, yeah, it's interesting that you know you say that it it's actually you know a detriment. You know, commercials would be a detriment to most people, I feel like, but also a sitcom written for that format might lend itself to that, you know. like True, true. But I agree, watching it with commercials, watching anything with commercials sucks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, okay. That's all I wanted to know. Okay. Uh, so, uh, what? We, we got next week's episode, right? Yeah. Okay. Did all we right. say, is that it? That's it? I haven't. Is that it? That's it. All right. For <laughs> no hugging, no learning. I'm Tim Murphy. I'm Ted Hollowell. Be good. <laughs>